Welcome to the Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Kat. And I'm Jess. And today we'll be discussing Darkest Flame by Donna Grant. But before we get started, we'd like to remind you to rate and subscribe on your preferred podcast app so others can find us. We'd also like to remind you that you can find us on Instagram at the PHX Nest Pod and on Twitter at PHX Pod. You'll find those links as well as the link to our blog and email address in the show notes. Now, on to the book. Um, I don't even know how this book was chosen. Okay, before we it's get not started. not jar. No, before we get started, um, I want to preface this by saying Kat is laughing because we're <laughs> recording in boxes right now. And I want you to know that I have my light propped up so that I could read what I just read to you, even though I was laughing. And um, the insulation you chose is a beautiful powder blue glitter. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit glittery. It's, it's very shiny in my know, box. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that I said that. Okay. <laughs> That's like what a stripper would say. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> anyway. Okay. So um, how was this chosen? I actually, um, this is my fault. Um, this book I, is your fault? This book is my fault. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not a Grant's fault at the end of the day, but it's also my fault for choosing it. Um, it was one of those times where, you know, you go to the bookstore and you're kind of wandering and you look up and you go, I have never read a dragon book. I'll try that. And then you grab it and you read the back and it doesn't sound too terrible. So you take it home. And then I realized when we were, um, when we were scheduling for the next couple books, that we hadn't done a shifter romance in a while, and we haven't done a paranormal romance since October. Is it October? I oh, think, yeah, because, yeah. like, we did all the funny ones for Christmas, huh? Yeah, so we haven't done a paranormal romance since October, and we all know Jess loves her some fucking paranormal romance. So we went with this one, and I want to apologize, because it was a weird book. <laughs> it was really fucking weird. Um yeah, so I guess I'm going to read the back of the book now. Yeah, you're going to read us our blurb. All right, so I want to pref- preface this by saying I'm not reading that weird um, Publishers Weekly thing because it's not even for this fucking book. Um, it seems like a cheap trick. It does. It's so bad. All right, so the Dark Kings have fought for centuries to pressure, or to pressure, <laughs> start that over. The Dark Kings have fought for centuries to pervert, preserve their dragon magic, but one of the most powerful warriors of his kind will be put to the ultimate test. Is he strong enough to resist the greatest temptations, or will he be forced to surrender, body and soul? Her beauty is a weapon. Danae LaCroix, not LaCroix, is, beautiful, <laughs> is a beautiful M- MI5 agent on a deadly mission. Sent to the Scottish Highlands to spy on the mysterious dragon industries, she discovers too late that she's been set up as human bait. She is an irresistible, she is an irresistible lure for a man who was, who has not seen or touched a woman for centuries. He is a man with a destiny and desire that could destroy them both. His passion is a curse. It's been 1,200 years since Kellen has walked among humans, and there's no denying the erotically charged attraction he feels for Danae. But as a dragon king, he is sworn to protect his secrets. Yet the closer he gets to this smart, ravishing woman, the more her life is in danger. All it takes is one reckless kiss to unleash a flood of desire, the fury of dragons, and the fiercest enemy of all. Okay, this also, even though we've read the book, doesn't make very clear what the fiercest enemy is. <laughs> we don't know. Because you would think it's himself. 
But we also meet Dark Fae in this book, and they're fucking scary. Okay, they're really rapey. Like, this is one of the most rapey books we've read without it being rapey. What are some of the other rapey books that we've read? Well, we just read Bear to You. Oh, God, that whole book was rapey. Okay, but we also read Bittersweet Rain, and that one was also pretty rapey. Oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like... I feel like often you don't need the rapiness in your book, and the rapiness is much different um, than, like, aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. In this book, I felt like it was... I don't want to say it was okay. No. <laughs> but, like, it made sense because of the faith. Okay, so... And it was one of the only reasons I was okay with it. So, this was our first dragon, our first shifter, and our first book with Faye in it. Okay? So there's, like, I feel like there's a lot of folklore that we don't fully understand. And I know before we started recording, you had mentioned that you didn't know a lot about the Faye. Right. I, um... I mean, not real... I don't want to say not real (laughs) But, like... My knowledge of the Fae is pretty limited, just in that that's not the kind of books I normally read. Okay. Um, but I do know that there's a lot of stuff that you can read about the Fae <laughs> and, you know, how they operate. This was the first time I've heard of Dark versus Light Fae. Okay. Um, but it all made sense. Like, I don't feel that Donna Grant did a bad job in explaining it. I just wasn't very familiar. Okay, so... Um... We know that I love paranormal romance a lot, and uh, we know that I love shifters a lot, and we also know that I love fae a lot. And I can tell you that a lot of times the fae, they do have the dark and the light side, um, but then a lot of times, too, they just have, they're just fae. That's just who they are. I just, I imagine, like, sprite little creatures. (laughs) They're a little more elfin. I just feel like it's a Tinkerbell thing. Oh, see, yeah, no. I mean, that's the problem, because I know that's not what that is, but that's all that comes to my mind. Yeah. Or, like, the really old, um, like, children's stories. Okay. But that's more, like, fairies. Yeah. And those aren't necessarily fae. No. So. It's very strange. I thought it was, I thought it was strange that, um, they decided to go with the dark fae being kind of rapey. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, there's another author, Karen Marie Monning, has um, a series, the Dark Fever series or something like that. And her, all of her fae are dark and they're all really fucking rapey. And I don't like that. I don't enjoy that in my fae. I think, like, the point of it, though, is, like, the dark fae versus the light fae, the dark ones are supposed to be, like, dark human desires that are, like, uncontrollable, which is why they're so, like, sexually passionate. But then, like, the light ones are supposed to be, like, the good of the world. I don't know. It's just... I guess that makes sense. It's just, I don't know that evil people, or evil in itself, generally takes the form of rapiness in romance novels. There are a lot of different things you can do to be creepy, cowardly awful you know yeah but it seems like this is the first one people often jump to okay which also makes sense because it's it's just a way in books and in real life to like debase someone to their most inhuman form yeah um and i feel like that's i mean that's worth noting like you think that rape is like the worst thing someone can do to another person because it disregards that they're like a person (laughs) and i think that's the point of this dark thing I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, 
I didn't mind the Fae in this, but that's because, like I said, I fucking love Fae in most of my paranormal romance. In fact, those are the ones that I tend to reach for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I felt about the dragons. Yeah, I honestly wish we had seen more of the light Fae. I feel like they really let us down in this book yes! by leaving everything to the dragons and a Norse god. Um, but, you know. That's okay. We had one light fae that was very helpful. And that she was, was she was helpful. I would have liked more from her. She also, was so sassy. I want to know who, which dragon king did Rhiannon get involved with? And why does it make what's his face so mad all the time? What's his name? Connor? No. No. It's not Connor. Constantine. That one. They call him Con. That's why I couldn't think of it. Yeah, it weirds me out, and that's why I thought it was Connor. Mm-hmm. It has been several weeks since I finished reading this, I'm going to be oh, honest. okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, nothing's changed in it, so you're fine. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just, I don't understand the dragons a whole lot. We wrote on our list a few things about the dragons that we don't understand. I guess we can, we'll just start with their hierarchy. Like, um, Constantine is the king of the dragon kings. So, like, each dragon king is in charge of a different... I'm going to say breed. I don't think that's the right word. I think it's a different color of dragon. Right. Because silvers and bronzes. And they all seem to be named after, like, metals and precious jewels. Well, no, because there's the yellows, too. Oh, that throws off my theory. They're just kind of named after colors. And the silvers are, like, bad and uncontrollable because their king was stripped of his powers. Now he's, like, forced to be a human and never age. And, like, he can't die. And, you know, all this stuff. But, like, so the hierarchy is a little bit weird because aside from Constantine being the king of the dragon kings, or is it the dragon king of the dragon? I don't know. He's the king of kings. He's the Zeus. Yes. But with tighter morals. <laughs> he's not <laughs> so much of a fuckboy. No. He's, I mean, he's more of, like, a scuffy old man. Yeah. Um, but, so that's just, it's kind of, it starts and ends with him. Like, they can challenge him if they want to take over, and there is an instance where that almost happens, and it's, it's bullshit. Um... But he kind of decides what he thinks is best for all the dragons and tells the other dragon kings what to do and they kind of defer to him. Which I guess is what a normal monarchy would do if you removed parliament. <laughs> Unless the kings are parliament. I'm struggling. It's, well, it's, it was a weird... It's just like a modified monarchy. Yeah, but it was like, here... I guess, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> Well, I thought I was going to say something else, and I thought it made sense, but then I realized, no, I think you're right. I think you're right, that it's just, like, a modified monarchy. Because you have, so, like, we would think of the kings, like, so we would think of, like, the bronze king and the silver king and the yellow king or whatever. We would think of them as, like, um, like a duke, if you will. Like, they have their own little area that they're going to rule. They have their own armies. Yeah. To, like, control. I guess, because... Because even though throughout this story, they're like 98% of the time humans, they're actually dragons that can take human form, not the other way around. Yeah, so... Which is also confusing, because generally in, like, shape-shifting stories, it's the other way around. Like, a human discovers they can be a dragon, (laughs) or a werewolf, maybe? Yeah, but I... And it's, like, in their bloodline. But these are, like, dragons that have been there since the beginning of time. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, if you're a god person, like, God made Earth and then he made dragons. I just thought it was kind of <laughs> weird that it, it just, I, it didn't make sense. But then I guess this could also be it didn't make sense because 
this is the first in a series that's a spinoff of a spinoff or some shit like that. There's a lot that goes in. We were just looking at the inside cover and um, a lot of this is confusing because everything takes place like concurrently. Mm-hmm. So like Jessica said, she hadn't read the intro to the next, like the sequel of this book. And it's probably okay that she did because it sounds confusing because it addresses Tristan, who is the newest Dragon King. And there haven't been Dragon Kings born or created, I guess. In, like, hundreds of years or thousands of years. Oh, yeah, it was, like, millennia or some shit like some, that. Yeah, it's, like, something crazy. And so he just, like, appears on the top of a snowy mountain and somehow he's within their realm and they find him. But the next book is about his romance. Mm-hmm. But that is tied to a previous romance, which we haven't read because it's part of a different series and it's not in this book. No. Like, we get hinted at or it gets hinted at. Um, in this book, about, like, someone being kidnapped, and I guess that's that woman's sister, and I don't know. There was just a lot happening, and it uh, there was a lot that didn't make sense in my head, and it was very difficult to get started. I was so fucking confused. I'm still confused, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still confused. I still don't know everything that's going on. <laughs> Ooh, oh. It's because there's just, there's too much. Like, it's not just a straight-up love story. It's got a lot of, like, good versus evil in, like, a really clear form. And then just, like, their personal background history versus the hierarchy of these dragon kings and then the history of the earth itself. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I I like mythology. This is just a lot to go into. There was so much. And I, yeah, I like mythology as well. Like, I... I because I do like you know weird things like fae and I like gods and like all the different ways they can show up kind of a thing. But this there was just so much with no explanation. Yeah. So one of the biggest okay. So one of the biggest concerns is that Danae, who's our female protagonist, is sent on this mission with this fuckboy, mm-hmm. um, and we don't like him. No. He's awful. Um, he's kind of like an I know better than you kind of dude. Yep. What's his name? Mark? I don't... Matt. Is it Matt? <laughs> Mark, Matt, something. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, it's Matt. Is it Matt? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to so, call him Chad. Okay. So she goes on this mission with this Chad. Um, and it's important to note that Danae, much like Donna Grant, is from Texas. But she has been um, allowed to be part of MI5. Which I think is weird. Is that weird? Am I the only one who thinks that's weird? I'm going to be really honest. The only things I know about British intelligence are things that I've learned from the show Archer. <laughs> and I don't know that any of that's real. Um, but I would I would assume that if you were willing to give up your country, uh-huh. you could work intelligence in another place. But it seems like that shouldn't be something where they're just like, hey, when- you have no family. Come join us. Wouldn't you have to, like, um, be an expa- uh, an expatriate? Okay, see, that was another question I had, because generally when you take a government job for a different government... You have to be a citizen. You have to be a citizen, or you have to have dual citizenship, or you have to have some kind of a visa, right? And she had none of those things. And she got to keep her property in Texas and go back to it, no questions asked. That's weird. That's... Mm, so just, I don't like okay, that. So we're just... We're concerned about that. But anyways, Danae is going to be used as bait. She doesn't know that she's bait for a dragon. And so the whole, like, okay, this sounds like such a stupid plan. The idea is they're going to swim 
into this dragon's lair, mm-hmm. which our lovely Chad knows is a dragon lair, but hasn't told her because she's supposed to be bait. She's going to die. Yep. And so he's supposed to, um, like, injure her and then leave her there. And then when the dragon comes out, he's supposed to, like, report back and have footage or some shit, right? He, well, he's supposed to, I, it's supposed to spark, um, the dragon is supposed to kill Danae after she's injured and make it look like, okay, this was a war and the dragon started it and now we can come in. Which is tied to, like, a, not even a churchy <laughs> like, storyline. Like, it's like a storyline. Like a fifth or sixth then. It's so far down that I didn't give a shit about it's it. It's just. It was where I honestly forgot it was happening. Yeah. And then they would, like, spring up and be like, oh, shit, that's right. There's more to this. <laughs> um, so he's supposed to wound her and, like, leave her for dead, right? He doesn't do a very good job because he's supposed to shoot her in the water, mm-hmm. and then he misses. And then she's like, what the fuck? I felt like this was off. And she fights him. And she kills him. So, like, the success of this is that, yes, they're right. There's a dragon in that mountain <laughs> in the cave. But... He, so our Matt, Chad, Kyle guy is dead. <laughs> Matt, Chad, Kyle. Yeah. He's dead. And Danae is alive, but she's, like, severely injured and she, like, mm-hmm. passed out. So the dragon's like, yo, should I eat them or should I, like, save them? And he's like, wait, we're sworn to save humans and, like, protect them. So, like, I guess I have to. So he telepathically calls Constantine and this dragon is Kellen who's in charge of the bronzes. He's the king of the bronzes. Oh, and he's, there's just so much. He's hella naked, and his cock gets hella hard when he sees her. And they make him carry her. <laughs> oh, my God. While he's hella naked They're with like, a heart on. By the way, here's some here's some rain, and we're going to drive you in this Land Rover, mm-hmm. or Range Rover. I don't remember which one. He, he's been asleep for thousands of years at this point. So they woke him up, and he's like, yo, I just want to go back to sleep. I don't want to do this. I don't like humans. Like, just take it. Mm-hmm. But then Constantine's like, we're going to keep this this lady. We're going to question her. And we're also going to, like, afford her anonymity. And she can leave if she wants. Which I think is, like, a weird plan. It, the whole thing was weird. But then he's like, don't worry. We can wipe her memories. And I'm like, wait. So they are dragons that can control dragons and have magic powers on top of that. Well, And they can't die. Well, and Constantine, um, he saved her. He... He healed her he partially. He healed her, yeah. And then healed her fully. Oh, my God. It was, God. like, an insurance thing. Like, he healed her awful gash side wound mm-hmm. just enough so she wouldn't die. And then they, like, stitched her up and made sure she was okay and then questioned her and then healed her fully. I just... So the other thing that we didn't mention is that if you're a dragon king, the only thing or person that can kill you is another dragon king. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Part of the problem is, like, when they've been captured by the Dark Fae, they get used as, like, sexual toys. Oh, God. And it, like, breaks their spirit, and they try to make the Dragon Kings who are broken fight against other Dragon Kings, and then they, like, beg for mercy, and then Constantine has to, like, kill them. And so, like, there's just, there's just a lot that goes into this, and the more I talk about it, the more unhappy I am. There was a lot that happened, and it was really weird, and I just don't understand a lot of it. No. And I don't know if this is I don't understand it because I don't understand the series, or if it's I don't understand it because I don't understand how dragon mythology works. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I had no fucking idea. Like, I know that the Fae are very Irish, um, and so, like, the Fae are based in Ireland, but I had no idea that dragons were solely for Scottish people. Like, I don't fucking know that. My 
the only experience I have with the Scottish is Outlander. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's, it's Outlander, and that's all I know. And it, I just, I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> it's just, it's just a lot. It is a lot. It's so much. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. There was just so much going on. And then, can we talk about romance colored eyes? Like, I don't. I know this drives you crazy. It's kind of the last like two or three books now. Um, so I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to practice something, but I'm going to say I have very dark brown eyes. Yes, no big deal. Mm-mm. Whatever. They're very rarely mentioned in anything like songs or romance novels or poetry. <laughs> right? I'm not salty at all about it, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. But the way if if authors would put a little bit more effort into describing normal people's eyes, <laughs> please, that would be wonderful. Um, and if you're going to go for, like, otherworldly eyes, something besides a strange shade of green or purple would be great. Okay, so I'll preface this by saying... I have my eyes are a fairly normal color. Mm-hmm. Um, I normal color. I guess mine. I really thought are boring, and I know there's like a movement <laughs> on like Twitter on. where people are like start romanticizing brown eyes, <laughs> and I'm like, listen, you can tell them they're not going to. So um, I have white girl eyes. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Uh, my dad had like kind of a green brown hazel color, and then my mom has blue eyes, which means I have a blue green hazel color. Um, oh, you got, like, an actual mix. Yeah, I have, like, an actual mix. But the way his eyes are described, first off, she has whiskey-colored eyes. If I read one more fucking heroine with whiskey-colored eyes, shut up. I hate that shit. But his eyes are celadon. I had to Google what color celadon was. Did you was. just see a bunch of pottery? Because that's what I got. <laughs> I didn't see a bunch of pottery. Because... Celadon glaze is called green. <laughs> <laughs> Green. That's what it says. <laughs> I am um, no. I I googled celadon color so that I wouldn't get pottery. <laughs> I feel like I googled more about eyes <laughs> than ever before in my life. Like for bear to you, I had to Google the term slow eyed. Yeah, and it's like a sexy way to describe Asian eyes, and I was like, that's gross. Okay, and as someone who's part Asian, how irritated were you? I've never heard that term before, which is why I was like, what? And it really just means you've got squinty, like, almond-shaped eyes. Like, they slope down a little or something. That's dumb. I don't like that. That's very, well, I think it's a very outdated term. But anyways, whiskey-colored eyes is just like a tawny brown gold color. It's a honey, like, it's, it's a honey color. It's, it's like a honey brown. light brown. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, it's like that, the, the hazel brown ring that I have in mine. Yeah, um, like, okay. But a whole eye color of that? Girl, her eyes must be so sensitive, because that sounds shitty. Well, then he has celadon eyes, and they're celadon always, not just when he's a dragon. No, they're always celadon. Okay. And, okay, I want everyone to look at celadon, and you're going to see... It's like a weird pottery. And it's like a grayish green sea foam type color. Yeah. And it's it's a pottery glaze. That's what that is. And can we talk about how often, how fucking often, they mentioned his celadon eyes three different times on one page. They never change. No, no. Which I guess makes sense if you are part dragon, because he's a dragon before he's a human and not vice versa. And he never explained how he found out he could be a human. They I never, feel like that's key. Like, 
I'm a dragon, but I'm also human. Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Well, and we like we discuss this um, that generally in shape shifting books, you find out the other way around. You are born a human, and you have like some bloodline or lineage thing, and you're suddenly not a human. You're a werewolf. You learn which that you're be just a wolf if you're Jacob Black. <laughs> Fuck Jacob Black. <laughs> if you're like. It's learning you're a demigod, or learning that you're the son of Satan, or learning that you're a Grim Reaper, or... Yeah, it's generally what not, the fuck ever. not this direction, which, like, is fine, but it's also strange. I don't know. Like, it's not an adaptation at that point. No, it's not. I don't know. I, it's... So, if you guys have read dragon books, and you like dragon books, and you think that they're great, fucking send me an email and let me know, because I don't understand this, and I feel like I need to. If or I'm gonna recommend one to us that's better than this series, not one in the same series. But also not Anne McCaffrey or whatever her name <laughs> I'm is. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't read it, but Kat described it to me, and it doesn't sound like and something then she I want. Googled it. And that's, it's gonna be a hard. I read questionable things in my youth, apparently. So did I. I read a lot of Nicholas Sparks, and if that's not questionable, See, I don't know I've what never is. Read one. Don't. They're bad. I've never seen the movies either because. Everyone says how much you cried. I'm like, mm, not for me. Oh, you haven't seen the movies? No. Why would Why would I do that? Um, because you're a glutton for punishment. I have a four pack of Nicholas Sparks oh, movies. If God. you would not borrow the DVDs, so awful. okay, <laughs> they're bad. Uh, what else do we got on there? Um, we have a question, and I think you wrote it down just because I said it really passionately. <laughs> so we'll just mention it real quick. And uh, what I exclaimed at you was, who is in charge of the dragon? Can we point out that on the list, it's not a question, it's an interrobang. Yeah, and it deserves to be one. It does deserve to be an interrobang. Because I feel, oops, I feel strongly about this point because we learn the history of the earth. Mm-hmm. And the earth is made and then dragons are there. Mm-hmm. Not born, they're there. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, humans are there. Not born, they disappear. Yep. Fine, whatever, whatever flat earther thing you want to say. <laughs> I don't care. But, so. <laughs> a little flat earther stuff in here, okay. Well, okay, because this is all creationism, right? Uh-huh. Which makes sense because the author's from Texas, and I'm going to assume that because that's a state where they don't teach evolution very closely. And it's also a state that has its own pledge. Yeah, and they have their own history class. That's fucking weird to me. I didn't know it's these things. at any point they're ready for a secession. That's why. I had no idea about any of this stuff until I watched that TV show on Netflix called Cheer. They just want to have a Texas ride because you can't mess with Texas. Fuck that shit. Anyways, so we, we understand that these things appear. And then the dragons have decided it's their duty to, like, protect humans. But then the humans are assholes. And they start wars, and then the dragons have to step in, and, like, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's so much to think about. So then the humans, in their infinite wisdom, turn on the dragons and start killing them, even though the dragons are protecting them. And so then all the dragon kings have to banish their dragons to a different realm. Okay, this is where my question comes from. Because Ulrich is king of the Silvers, and Silvers stay under some kind of sleep spell in mountains. Mm-hmm. There's a specific mountain. They keep they moved him once. Yeah, and it's like a big deal because no one can control them except Ulrich, and mm-hmm. that would mean that they would be like unleashing hell. Mm-hmm. Fine. My question was, who's in charge of the dragons in the other realm? It never says that Kellen and his buddies go to visit them. It says how much they miss them, 
And it makes me wonder, like, if you go to that dragon realm, can you not return to this realm where you're part, not part, like, able to be human? I just have a lot of questions because that makes it sound like the dragons are either, A, in a utopia for dragons, uh-huh. and they're just lounging around like Yupendi and the Lion King, or B, <laughs> it's constant, awful dragons mating and killing each other and making, like, weird yellow-bronze hybrids. Okay, so here's my question that you just made me think of. Oh, no. <laughs> Are the dragon kings in a human form on Earth, but they can't do that in another realm? I mean, I would assume they could do whatever they wanted because they're the kings and they can't die, right? But I just... I also don't understand why they can't have babies. Oh, it's because the human girl ladies can't handle them? Okay, but then that, but... that begs the question, before the humans came, were they just fucking their dragons? Well, they are dragons. They're secondarily humans. Oh, this is fucking weird. And it never, ever mentions female dragons. So does that mean that all the dragons that exist are the like the finite number? Or do more appear on mountaintops and they collect them? They're like, oh, my king is calling me. What if Kellen's asleep and his bronzes are like showing up and wreaking havoc? And he's like, nah, I'm sleeping. This, this brings so many questions. This is like some dragon stork shit. We need like a guidebook shit. to specifically Donna Grant's dragon. Donna Grant, if you're listening, call me. We have questions. And we're not trying to be mean. We have le- These are legitimate questions because we've never read a dragon book. And clearly dragon books are different. Yeah. Like the it, mythology is always different for people. Like Norse mythology is really strong in Greek mythology and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like you have very specific things that gods and goddesses can and cannot do. Dragons, not so much. Dragons are like a weird mythical superstition that people always claim they've seen. And like they even allude to like one of them is the Loch Ness Monster and like stuff like that. That I thought was funny. Like I actually thought it that was kind of funny. It was the funniest thing in this book. Honestly. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah, it They're was. Like, oh, you really messed that one up for us. Like, but wait, yeah, tell me more of that. Tell me yeah. more of that story. Also, in my knowledge, Scotland isn't very large. Nope. And so them having like a coast to coast chunk of land is a little strange. They got a that like, they devote to whiskey and dragons sleeping in mountains. I can't. But listen, they're trying to hide that they're dragons. Don't name your company Dragon. Also, maybe don't decorate your entire house and office space with dragons. Dragon just sounds like a Midwesterner tried to say dragon. Dragon. Did you see the dragon? <laughs> oh, didn't oh, mean to run into you. <laughs> I'm sorry to Midwesterners. My sister lives up there, and she says shit it's, like this, and it makes me laugh. It's good. It's good. But also, okay, so when Danae recognizes that there's a ton of dragon stuff in their house, mm-hmm. okay, this is a feeling that you get in, like, a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> you walk in, and you have expectations. Yeah. Because those expectations exist for real things, like good luck and, like, fortune. You know, stuff we like are that. expecting red somewhere in there. Red and gold. Red and gold. We're expecting the a little cat. cat. <laughs> a Buddha. Okay, Multiple but... Multiple Buddhas. Bamboo. Okay, but you have expectations. But you know, in walking upon that ground, into <laughs> that room, you know where you are. Yeah. So for them to be like, no one ever notices the dragon paintings, <laughs> like... Or the carved staircase. That like, or the fact sure. that there's fucking swords on walls. Like, what the fuck? I just... Okay, that leads us into our next thing. We are going to talk about their swords. 
And sword this. means swords, not penises. Not a euphemism for their dicks. Yeah, it's not a double on top of here. <laughs> Although, I don't know why it wasn't. Donna Grant, get on that. Because, <laughs> like, in other books, that's used a plenty. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sword play with words there. <laughs> Come on. You know it's true. I'm a child. Like a sheep. <laughs> Ew. No, you know. I do. We've read historicals. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, we have. Oh, God. yeah. One of the funny things I read in historical romance was when <laughs> a woman compared the man's sword to a dirt instead. <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> I want to read that. That sounds amazing. I don't remember what it was, but oh. I know it made me laugh. Oh, God, that's great. That's fantastic. Oh, oh God. I'll have to figure out which one that was. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I but know. I just remember reading that and being like, wow, <laughs> she said you have a small dick. <laughs> Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> but like, class burn? <laughs> It was weird. That's fucking funny. All right, so their tattoos and their swords to differentiate them as dragon kings or whatever. I'm a big fan of tattoos. Mm, Same. I've never met a single human in real life that had a dragon tattoo. Um, We talked about dragon tattoos because of that. Um, <laughs> the Helen Huang um, yeah. kiss quotient. Yeah, yeah, and how we thought that was weird because it, like, wrapped around his whole body. Yeah. This is very much the same. It covers, like, his entire abdomen, and the head is, like, over his heart or something. Okay, look at the cover. The cover has it almost exactly the same like that, where, it, like, part of the tail is on his forearm, and the head is got its tongue out on his chesticle, and it, there's a wing. It's very photoshopped and really bad, but... I don't, I've never met anybody with a dragon tattoo either, and I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I can trust them at this point in my life. It's like, um, it's like a koi tattoo. I do know someone with a koi tattoo. Oh, I do too. <laughs> but I'm just, it's one of those things where you're like, but why? As this a, didn't sound like a choice. You're a white person, you don't need that. Oh no. my god, yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like when you say it's a cho- it wasn't a choice, I think that... It's how they um, they differentiate them from other people. Like I think that Kellen has a specific tattoo of a dragon. Well, he has a tattoo of himself. Wait, it's like himself. It's his. It's his dragon. They ha- so are all their tattoos just themselves? Yeah. Because like if you what if kind of to read the next book? What like, kind intro, of conceited bullshit is this? Because they're the different colors of ink. That's why his is orange on the cover. He's a bronze. Oh, what the fuck ever! <laughs> I don't, don't like that at all. That's that so went down a notch in your book. <laughs> so okay, there goes the another reason take. you say it doesn't sound like a choice. Like normally you're like, oh, cool, I have a superpower, I'm gonna get a tattoo. Okay, fuck whatever. yeah. Like I feel like that's a thing, right? Uh huh. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I lost my thing. <laughs> um, oh, the reason I say that is because the very end, when they're having their wedding ceremony, their mating ritual, if you will. It's a wedding. It's not a mating ritual. They, it's a fucking wedding. No, they called it something special, though. Oh, whatever. I'm going to look it up now. Are you going to look it up? I'm going to look it up now. But, so, once Constantine says the magic words, Denise now has, like, a miniature version of his tattoo on her forearm signifying that he's her mate. Mm-hmm. So I think that once they decided we should probably be human, they just wound up with tattoos. It's more like branding. I don't know. 
like it a weird birthmark. Doesn't make sense. But then they have the the swords that kind of mark them as a dragon king as well. So are the tattoos required of them, or do they just appear on their skin? And that's a form of hey, by the way, there's another part oh of God, you inside of you. you know. Yeah. Oh my God. What other thing am I thinking of? A Power Rangers? No. Where they like, <laughs> there's like a mark or something. Not the dark mark, but like. I love that you had to specify not the dark mark because, because my brain like, would have said that. In my head, I'm thinking of some series where someone's like trying to show that they have a magic power, but I can't remember what it is. And they have a mark on them. Yeah, like on their forearm or something, but it's not the dark mark because you get that. You are born with that. <laughs> That's different. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, but can you remember it? Because I can't. No, what I can't. What was I looking up in this book? <laughs> You can't even remember what we're looking up. Um, Something about their wedding? Yeah, it's the last chapter. Chapter 46. Oh, Jesus. Um, Can we also talk about the fact that this was 46 fucking chapters long? I mean, it's not the longest book we've read. The Alina um, Jacobs ones were longer. Chapter, like, number-wise. Well, that, they, were, they were also shorter. Mm-hmm. Something about it being customary. Blah, 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 blah. They had a whole story about how Constantine was kind of mad that they haven't found their mates, but then suddenly all their mates are human. He was like, what the fuck is this? I don't think there's a, a name for it. I Oh, it's a bond, the, the bounding or bonding ceremony. Binding? The binding. Bounding. That's is a word. that like a different version of like hand-fasting marriage? That's a Scottish thing. That could be. That could be. I just know it didn't it didn't make sense to me it was just a fucking wedding. They got married in a fucking cave and then they went off and had the sex. Okay, but I just I wanted it to be more special. Mm-hmm. But because it wasn't. yeah, like <laughs> I felt like it was going to be more like something not an Americanized wedding ceremony. And it was an Americanized wedding ceremony. Like, she walked down the aisle, and everyone was there. Yep. And he was the priest. Khan was the priest. And he said the magic words. She got a tattoo instead of a ring. Although, I think she got a ring, too. I think she got a ring as well. And then they were suddenly bound together, and she can't die. Would you do it? Would you? Would I marry a dragon? to, To never die. Sure. If you knew, if you knew, and you're like... They were like, listen, bitch, in order to do this, you're never going to die because like, you're going to be with him until he dies and he's going to live forever. Are you, do you want to do, do you want that life? I feel like we have this talk every time we talk about vampires too. <laughs> and I think I always say yes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm over here going, fuck that shit. I'm out. Like, I feel like that would be okay unless my body was unalterable. Like if it was one of those things, like, um, Tug Everlasting where they just oh, never change, they, like, yeah. anything about them. Oh, Like, I think that would be really annoying. Like, if I could still do things, like, change my hair and it wouldn't grow right back. Or, you know, like, that kind of stuff. Okay. Then I think it'd be okay. Like, so we're not talking. But if I were to time. freeze as I am right now. <laughs> no, thank you. Hard pass. I, I will continue to age. Although, recently, I've talked to my family and we've all decided uh, we get a repeat of this year because 2020 fucking blows. 2020 can go fuck and, itself. Um, we're all going to just stay at our ages until everyone else catches up. So, like, Steven and I are going to stay at 30. Okay. He's turning 30. I'm supposed to turn 31, but now I'm not turning 31. I'm turning 30 again. Okay. And we're going to wait for our 
respective siblings to then turn 30 so that we can all go through our 30s together. Can I stay 34? Yeah, we already told Alex he could stay 32 until we catch up, but we still have a couple of years because our younger siblings, um, they have a good two years on us before they can be 30. Okay. But I told I told my sister, I was like, you could just be six months younger instead of six months older and then wait it out with Kenny. And she was like, all right, let's do that. I love this logic. I love this theory. 2020 can still go fuck itself. See? Because I want to redo my last birthday, but I'm really afraid of this birthday being also bad. Uh, yes. Not and that it... my birthday was bad. Like, it wasn't horrible or anything. Just, it was um, a milestone birthday, and it was kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah. Partly I'm... because I didn't feel like I wanted to see people. <laughs> and partly because we were going through some stuff where we all couldn't agree on hanging out and yes. being nice. That's fine. Things uh, happen. So anyways, time freezes Yeah. this year, much like it will for Danae. Fantastic. I'm I down. Think, I think this is a great plan. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Let's do that shit. Uh, what else do we got? Um, We have a discussion of mutual guilt. Um, would you work for a government agency? No. Um, escaping a government agency, which I guess we already talked about. That's hard. <laughs> and then accents. They're so fucking bad. Okay. So when you're going to write a book and you're going to have an accent for your character, say he's Scottish or she's Texan, please learn how to write an accent. Please, 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 please. They were so poorly written and it didn't make, they said Duna instead of Didna. Or Dunna. Or Dunna. I read a lot of um, Dunna in Scottish and Irish romances. I want to clarify that the only experience I have with the Scottish accent in the written word is Outlander. And he says Dinna and not Duna. And uh, it threw me the entire time. It's like, there were what? not enough instances where it fit correctly for me. No. Um, it wasn't consistent. Because a lot of it was like, I do not know. Yeah. Instead, I don't know, which is fine. Um, just, it was one of the harder accents to read for me this time around. Okay, that's and fair. And generally, I don't feel like I have an issue with many accents, but um, Scottish is one I also can't replicate, and maybe that's where it hurts my brain, but um, there were just some words that really stuck out to me, and that was a big one. Let me watch enough Outlander, and I can get it. I can do an Irish just off the top of my head, no problem. But a Scottish one, I got to get into. <laughs> I have to feel that one. It's a little harder. See, all mine are homegrown. I can be a Valley Girl. I can be from Ohio. I can be Sarah Palin. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can you can be Sarah Palin. I accent. But, I mean, I've been to, like, none of those places, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was hard to read, especially because that seemed to be the one word that was consistently written with an accent when yeah. others could have been. And then they weren't. It wasn't consistent in the accent. And I didn't the, like it. The word that drove me the most crazy was tap instead of tattoo. Oh, I and got it that came text. up strangely <laughs> like often. So Kat and I text a lot about the books that we're reading. Um, especially for the podcast. We try not to get too into them. But we text like, about did you like it? Did you like it? How did you feel? I hate this part. Like, fuck, fuck this part. Kind of it, this book is the worst. Um, but Kat texted me and was like, they say tat so much, and I think I'm going to scream. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I, is that like a Texas thing that we don't know about? I don't know. Because we don't say tat. We say tattoo. 
Is it just, maybe it's a sign of the times because this was written in 2014. I don't know. Like, the only circumstance I would ever use that, like, shortened version is, like, saying someone is tatted up, maybe. How how often have we ever said tatted up? Like, never. Like, not <laughs> in a serious way. We don't ever say that. Don't get tatted up. Ew! It's such a horrible saying, too. But she often referred to his tat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like it. I can't do it. It's not for me. There were a few things, though, that just annoyed me with it the, the whole time, though. And you said, but okay, so I didn't like their weird, like, I have to be with them. And you called it Faded Mates. And now I understand why. I mean, duh. I know what a Faded Mate is. But there was a lot about both characters in general outside of their accents that kind of annoyed me. Um, They both... So this is a point on our list. Just... They're, like, mirroring stories of why they are the way they are. He doesn't like humans because they turned on him and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I have trauma from my childhood because my mom died and then my sister drowned and then my dad died and I'm the only one who's alive now. And I have a lot of guilt because I could have saved my sister. And it's just, there's a fucking ton of it. And I don't think that it made their characters grow at all. I don't, I, there was no character growth as far as I'm concerned. Well, it was very, very little character growth Too in little. that. He sacrificed, I guess, his morals um, in his own weird way. And she sacrificed, like, home and country. Yeah. But not necessarily, not specifically to be with him, because she had to sacrifice it to be part of MI5. Yeah. But they both have, like, this weird guilt that they carry with them. Um, And really, they're just a third party to these things. Yeah. So it's just... I don't want to say it's one of those moments where you're like, get over yourself. But it's one of those things where it's like, you have to understand where to rightfully place blame. And -hmm. in those situations, like, I understand why they felt responsible, but it wasn't necessary to string it that far along. They didn't need to hold on to that for so long. Because, like, it wasn't her fault her sister died. It wasn't his fault that the humans turned against his dragons or whatever. Get over it. (laughs) It's just, it's how it goes. Like, I understand not getting over a death of a family member. Like, I just recently went through the ninth anniversary of my dad's passing. It's fucking hard. Yeah. I'll say that right now. It's fucking hard. But if you feel guilty, you can feel guilty, but you can still get over the situation. Like, that's fine. Like, I feel guilty that we couldn't do more for my dad. But that's just how things are. He had cancer. You couldn't do more for him. Yeah, there's, like, a certain line. There, Yeah, there's a where line. Where you have to stop beating yourself up for things that are, like, entirely out of your control. And I feel like that was some of the stuff. Like, sure, Kellen's decisions, like, kind of fueled that fire a little bit of the humans misunderstanding and, like, turning on them. But he also didn't have a lot of choice when he was doing what he was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of hard, too. Yeah, I just, I felt like they were two kind of flat characters who let their guilt and their hatred for just general everything to drive them. And I don't think they're going to have a very healthy relationship. I'm just going to say it. I mean, healthier than the one in Bear Cube. Okay, everything is healthier than Bear to You. That's probably fair. Um, yeah, just it was just it was just a hard thing to be carrying around with them when so much else was happening. 
like we have the dragons and the fae going through that separation, and then you have the dark fae versus the light fae, mm-hmm. and you have the humans hunting the dragons, being led by a dragon king who's also having the dark fae help, mm-hmm. and then you have the dragon kings like bickering with each other. Yep, and I mean it was just there was so much happening. It's like if you drew a bunch of circles to connect how this goes, it would look like the Olympics. Okay, so there were so many storylines that I felt like I had to um, have one of those boards on the wall that has red string that connects everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was so fucking much. It's that gif of Charlie Day with all the string. (laughs) Where he's like, ah! (laughs) That's what it felt like. Yeah, because there was just a lot happening, and without having read the other series... Yeah. Um... We just didn't know what we were getting into. And I think that's a mistake we often make because we're like, oh, this is the first in a series and it's a spinoff, which means they should provide some background. There was none. And then we just get more and more confused. We just And I feel it. like if we had read the other series, we'd probably know the answers to a bunch of our questions. Is that something that you cannot, you like, you and I can see us ourselves doing? Um, no, and here's why. <laughs> 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 While I enjoyed reading parts of this, mm-hmm. I didn't feel committed enough to the characters to read more of it. Same. And I understand that each Dragon King gets his own book and whatever else, and that you should be able to, like, go through all that. Mm-hmm. But I was missing so much of that background information. Like, I was telling you earlier, um, the part Bay, part Norse God. Uh-huh. I don't understand that. Who the fuck is that? And he's like the the warrior. Yeah. Like, that's what they call him. And I understand that because I understand that reference from Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. But then he's married to the phoenix. And I've never, ever heard in any sci-fi show ever of a <laughs> phoenix who is a human. I wish that I had been recording when we had the discussion. When you first <laughs> got here, Kat, because... <laughs> That was fucking hilarious. Sorry. Y'all, she was heated. <laughs> because I don't understand. Like, a phoenix is a bird. Uh-huh. And it bursts into flame when it's old enough, and then it is reborn as a baby bird. Ha- um, f- but phoenix. But did not... The, what is fox? Fox yeah. the phoenix. But, but, like, that's the that's the theory of a phoenix, right? Yeah. And they just, like, live forever. So, when the... What's his name? It's not Duncan. It's not Ian. Feeling. Yeah. Oh, I would say Phelan. I listened to the audiobook. Feeling. You keep knocking something over there. I do. Yeah. I can hear it. Uh, Yeah, it's like Feeling or some shit like that. Anyways, I don't. Like, because he describes in their section of this book, which is also weirdly misplaced, Mm -hmm. um, that his wife, like, he thought she was dead. And then she wasn't. But that doesn't explain to me if it's the same as the bird, Phoenix. And he had to raise her from a baby oh, to be no. his wife again. Ew. Or she just walks out of her body as a new body, like a butterfly cocoon thing. Or if there's, like, literally you have to set her on fire and then from her own ashes she rises. Like, there was so little. <laughs> I wish that. I wish that you could see my face right now. But it's in a box. But it's in a box and you can't <laughs> see it. I want you to know I have this most disgusted face on my head. Oh, it's bad. You said, does he have to raise her back up to be his wife again? <laughs> and I just had the most 
just my whole body heat. But because that's what a phoenix does. I know. It's, it relives its life in my, a different oh. time period. Now I'm about as heat as, as you were when you got here, because that was disgusting, and I didn't like that at all. Okay, but that's my thought process. <laughs> Fair and accurate. I don't know. I feel like I would have been more interested to learn more about him, mm-hmm. um, especially since he, like, seems to live in, like, a community of other warriors and gods that, yeah. like, and... It's important to note that it says that his body was taken over by a Norse god. Not he was born a Norse god. This is not like a Hercules, like, he is born of gods or whatever. He's not going the distance. He's the chosen one. No. It's just, it like, like took part of his soul or something. And then the other part of him is fae. And I don't understand how to mythological beings could come together, converge to be one thing. And I guess that's like what makes him super special. Because they're all special snowflakes in this book. Um, except for Danae, which I don't fucking understand so. I don't get it. I don't get it. She's this magical human and she's irresistible and she can do all this shit and she's amazing and she can wield the light fae sword thingy. Weapons, the scythe. Is that what it was? I thought it was a sword. I don't know, but it has a dragon on it. <laughs> it does. More questions raised. Um, and she can resist the dark fate, and they go on and on about how it's weird that you're not like falling for his tricks and letting him rape you. And like the whole time, she's like really not not going for it. I'm so like, this upset. This is unheard of. I'm so upset that they went on and on and on and on and on. And there's nothing special. Sh- about there's, her. there's she's not a fucking special snowflake. She's just a human. And then the explanation is like, it's because she loves Kellen too much. And I'm like, um. I gagged. I need more. Stop that. (laughs) I need more of a reason. Because if you can withstand the strongest king of the dark fae mind control shit, like, there's something else. There's something else, exactly. Speaking of Danae. Um, she worked for MI5. Would you work for a government agency? Um, No. (laughs) <laughs> hard pass I I feel like I'm I'm a trustworthy person but I'm a terrible liar <laughs> and being a spy requires you to lie lots and lots and lots mm-hmm. and um that's just not something that I'm really interested in perfecting okay I'm not interested in honing that lying skill mm-hmm. um I'm also I feel like I'm not very manipulative I'm sure others <laughs> would say that that's not quite true no I don't think that's true um I just, I very much lack being able to do anything without a form of guilt. You're like, too pure. Product of my raising. Yeah, you're too pure. Just, I can't. I I'm could, just a terrible liar. And if that's like the first thing they test you on, I would fail. I could, I could do it. I'd be good at it. But I don't want to do it because then that, there's like people are shooting at you and you how to shoot at people. I just, can I yeah, be I don't one? think I could kill anyone. I can't do that. Guns scare me. The idea of stabbing a human being is the most terrifying thing I've ever thought of. Like, I don't, I, people are like, you should be a nurse. You're so smart. I can't fathom poking someone's skin. There's no way I could do that. I can't stab someone. I can't be a nurse. It's not happening. I can't be a a fucking government agent either. What I can do is I can work on contract for the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, whoever, if you want me to do research for you. I like to Google things. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. See, like a desk job is probably where it's at. You And I don't, I still do not understand how she was MI5. I don't either. 
and able to still be a U.S. agent. I don't understand how she was able to escape MI5. They went in and they just erased her from everything. That has to be the hardest thing that's ever happened in the entire world. I get she had a Faye Rhiannon helping her, but um, you can't just erase yourself from a database and then just assume that nobody knew who you were in a, like your human life. Like other people. Well, they're, they're really banking on people being like, that person doesn't exist. You're crazy. There's Which is not a really solid way. There's to so make many sure people. There's so many people that it would have to be like, who's that? Who's Danae? She's not in any of these paperwork. But there's so many people who knew her as a person. Yeah, I just there were some flaws in that storyline. I, I guess we'd have to read previous books to understand why it's important that she's MI5 and not. CIA. The plot hole in that is so large. It's just one of the things where it it accomplished taking us overseas. It did. I'll I'll give I'll give her that as a Texan going overseas. They but, gave us that, but nothing else. But I feel like it could have been written differently. Yeah. Like maybe it would have made more sense if she was like contracted military. That would make a whole lot more sense. Like she worked for the FBI or some shit. And she was working with them, and it was a whole other, like, plot against, like, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. I didn't do any research on what MI5 actually is, and I don't know a whole hell of a lot of that whole anything outside of James Bond, which is already a very limited amount. It's just British intelligence. Is it better than the FBI? Um, I think they're supposed to be comparable. Okay. Like, it's their version of the CIA. They sounded cooler, and I couldn't tell if that was because they were, or if it was just because they were British. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, is that all of our list? Um, yes. Holy shit, we did That's it. That's our whole list. Cat. We're back. Yes. We're back to it. Oh, we're doing writing. On a scale of one to five, where does this land? Um, God, I'm going to give it. Oh, a... sh- that was my fault this time. Yeah, stop hitting the table. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give it like a two point five. Oh, you right gave in the it, middle. You gave it a two point five. I felt like there's a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I felt like I learned about Faye, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Not. I mean, I feel like Faye is written differently by everyone because of a lot of his like folklore from where you're from. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put a whole lot of stock in that anyway. Okay. But I learned about different versions of Faye than what I've ever thought of them to be, and they sounded terrifying. And um, I felt that the idea of the storyline should have been particularly titillating because of all that was going on, but it just got too swamped down for me to truly enjoy it because in my head I'm going, but how many dragon kings are there? And which one it has the mind wiping powers, and is there a blue one? How yeah, do I just, meet him? I have a lot of questions. Okay. I also am getting real tired of these eye color descriptions. Oh, I'm so sick of them. And this book didn't help me. I didn't. It was so bad. I just, I don't know. It had some ups and downs. I think it had a lot of potential. I will give Donna Grant that, and clearly she's done well. Mm-hmm. This is a third series. That's connected to two other series. And there's a lot in this series And, well. I mean, that's phenomenal. That means people like them. Yep. So, good for you, Donna Grant. Um, it's just something where I feel like I'd have to start at the beginning. And at this point in my romance reading career, I don't feel that I have the time or energy to put into reading, like, 20 other 
books in the same series. I don't have that. I'm not, in, I'm not invested enough in this, especially because if I didn't like the characters in this as much as I wanted to, I doubt I'll like other characters. Does that make sense? Yes. If okay. this were, uh, okay, so I'm going to go with my rating now. Yeah, go um, ahead. I gave it a two. Okay, ooh, a solid two. A solid no two. No bonus partial play. And I'm the one who's always like, here's a quarter of a star, here's a half a yeah, star. Yeah, who are you? I, listen, I'm a whole new woman after that bad romance month. <laughs> you have a new outlook. <laughs> I have a new outlook on life, and it was, please don't make me read bad books again. Um, I gave this one a two, and it's because there were so many storylines, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, I was so confused, things weren't explained to me, and I didn't understand most of what was happening. Um, I also listened partially on audiobook when, when I was busy, and the audiobook reader was awful, and he called her Denny LaCroix, and I hated that so much. It just it's unfair fancier than Denny LaCroix. Okay, but we're American, and she's from Texas. She's Denny LaCroix. Also, the name Denny is not what I've heard. I work with a Denae. Hi, Denae, if you're listening, I love you. How are you? Um, <laughs> spelled differently, though. Uh, so I gave it a two, but based off of what you were saying, like, would you read more from this series? If this was a five-star book, I would go back and read the entirety of everything. Okay. But this is not a five-star book. This is a two-star book, and I'm not going back. I think part of the problem, too, is, you know, like, we edit down a lot of stuff. And we when do. I do my own, like, personal writing, I edit out stuff as I reread. Mm-hmm. And part of me is wondering if Donna Grant had to go back through and edit out some of the explanation. So that it wasn't a thousand page 40, book. Yeah, because it's a 46-chapter book. 335, and, or 365 pages. And maybe that just wasn't a priority of her publisher, and they're like, listen, no one wants a 700-page book. But I do, if it makes sense. Well, and if you're going to introduce things to me slowly. Yeah. Like, that's what a, a prologue and an epilogue are for. Thank you. Like, they could have gotten married in an epilogue. They could That have, would have been fine. They could in have the given prologue. me a chapter before the prologue that was literally just last time in. Yeah, and explaining the dynamic between human and dragon entities. The entirety of the Black Dagger Brotherhood series by J.R. Ward has a preface at the beginning that's literally a dictionary of everything that's going to go on, and it explains so yeah. much. You could jump into almost any book and be like, oh, I totally know what these, that this thing is. You and I feel understand. like that's so important for some series, and if you're going to expand your series like this, that's one of the things. It's like if no one had bothered to create the family tree for Game of Thrones. And that was already really confusing. Yeah. So, because the twins were totally fucking and had children together. It was so bizarre. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, okay, so definitely not the worst book we've read. I think we may have expected a lot from our first shape-shifting book. Yes. Um, especially one because we were super excited that it wasn't werewolves. We're going to say, though, first <laughs> shape-shifting book we've done on the podcast. Because yeah. we have both read shifter books outside of this. This is not my first. This will not be my last. I fucking love the shifters. Give them all to me. Please. I'm just really disappointed she didn't get to ride him as a dragon. And not even, like, a sexual way. <laughs> just simply just, like, on his, like, shoulder or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's one of the perks of your husband being a dragon. I wanted a Falcor moment. But no. <sighs> Anyways, um, we're gonna, we're gonna just end here because now we're just whiny. We're rambling. Um, yeah, a little bit. You can cut this. Um, but... The next time you hear from us, we are going to be reading 
this very exciting <gasps> Alicia Rye girl gone viral. Woohoo! We're super stoked. Um, it's super new. So if you've also read it, you might have a lot to uh, to say to us or at us uh, when we review it. But we're going to review that next time you guys hear from us. So yes, that's exciting. That's so exciting. Uh, thanks for joining us. Remember that bad bitches read romance. Bye. Bye. Bye.